All right, guys. So welcome to the Agency Games podcast. And today we're going to start off with by having one of the people that I want to really generally thank uh, because I even ha I have a podcast thanks to this guy that you see over here, my man, Mark Wayne. And guys, listen, Mark is actually a business coach that has a really particular niche. He's going to share a lot more with us on today's episode. But he has a really Christian-based approach to entrepreneurship. He helps people that they have a, a, a Christian background and maybe they have been afraid to start a business. He helps these people have, have a, a purpose-driven business that can impact others and actually uh, grow from there. That being said, of course, I don't want to take the word from you, brother. Uh, please go ahead and, and, and start introducing yourself. Hey, bro. Uh, thanks for inviting me here and being your first guest. I am very much privileged and honored to uh, to uh, to be your first guest. And uh, just want to say hello to all those who are watching this. Um, what Enrique, Enrique said that it's true. I was uh, I was actually a pastor for 30 years. Um, so I'm an old man, actually. But uh, yeah, but I, I, I younger son that sold that everybody. In <laughs> <laughs> I, I retired back in 2017. So I started in 87 uh, in Chicago. I used to live in Chicago, Illinois. I am Canadian, though. I actually grew up in Canada yep. since I was six years old. And uh, I ended up uh, doing four years in Chicago. That's where I started off as a youth pastor. And then um, in 91, I moved to the Philippines. I'd lived there for 15 years. And in my career, then we came back in 2006 here. I live in, I live in the greater Toronto area right now in the city of Mississauga in Ontario, so kind of the eastern part of, of Canada. And we've been living here since uh, 2000, uh, 2009. We left the Philippines in 2006, moved awesome. here to the Toronto area in 2009. And um, actually in my 30 years career as a pastor, I, I pastored nine churches in all. And those are a variety of sizes, right? There is uh, as small as, you know, a couple dozen people and as large as, uh, as, large as like two, 3,000 people. Gotcha. So it was a really variety of those nine churches um, that I was the pastor of, or I was a pastor of, uh, I started five of them. And uh, so I'm a bit of a, a serial entrepreneur that way. I like to start things. Yeah. And yep. even then, those ministries and those organizations were really characterized by creativity and innovation in, in, that, in that area, if you want to call it an industry or in that domain. Gotcha. Back in 2017, I felt God telling me to step down. Literally, those words, step down. And uh, I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what, what to do. It took me about a year to actually resign from my post because uh, I was a national coordinator, the Canadian coordinator for um, a, a big organization, a big movement uh, around the world. And, and, uh, and things were going really well, as well as was starting a church here in the Toronto, in Toronto. And... Uh, all of a sudden, God says, nope, going to change that up. We want you to step down. I got a different vision for you. Okay. I'd had no clue what that was. I tried to resign three times. They would not accept my resignation. Wow. So the third, third time around, I just said, look, I don't care what you guys say anymore. I'm done. I'm really done. <laughs> yeah, you, you wanted to get out of there, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually, I actually retired when I turned 50 back wow. in 2017. And so Wait, dude, um, you're 50, you're 55 then brother. Wow. Yeah. I'll be 50. I'll actually be wow, 55 in December. Yeah, Bro man. Wow. Brother. I, I know you like from maybe how much could it be like maybe eight months or almost a year, let's say. Right. And brother, yeah. I, I promise that I thought that you were like, I don't know, but maximum 40 men or something, brother. 
<laughs> and that's why we're that's why we're good friends. That's why we're close. That's why I like you, bro. That's incredible, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, and you know, um, for the first after I retired for the first, um, I guess three or three or four years, I got I went into business and I I actually became a. Um, I started off as an instructor and then I got promoted to a business development manager for a financial services company here in, here in Canada. It's a national company. And I actually, when I did, they'd hire me as an instructor, they also hired me on as a personal development trainer for the entire company. So I actually was traveling around all over Canada wow. in all of our offices and all of the provinces that we have here doing training. So I do, I've ever since, even when I was a pastor, my focus wasn't just taking care of my church, but I was actually training leaders. So I have lots and lots of years of leadership development and training, organizational development, you know, developing teams and that kind of thing. So I felt that I could contribute that way. To be honest with you, it was a bit of a struggle because I was a little bit insecure. I was, well, not a little bit, I was quite insecure when I first got into business, because I thought to myself, what could I possibly have to offer? I mean, I'm a pastor for 30 years. I do weddings and I do, you know, I, pr I do preaching and I do yeah. this kind of thing. And it's like, what am I, what marketable skill do I possibly have? What knowledge do I possibly have that anybody would care about and pay for? And sure. it turned out that the three or three or four years that I was with the company, um, they needed my skills, you know, so I, I took what I learned, my communication skills and my training and my experience and brought that to the job. And then COVID hit. And when COVID hit, I hung in there. I was a good, I was a good soldier. You know, I worked more than they paid me for because I believed in what we were doing. And, but after a while, after about a year or so of that, couldn't take it anymore. You know, it's like, no, I can't be sacrificing all the time. And so that's when I decided to start a business. Awesome. So that, that's 2020 or or beginning of 2021? That would have been, uh, let's see, I stepped down from my staff position in January. Let's see, night, it started in 2020, right? So okay. it was 2021. So okay. I stopped in 2021. And then, uh, yeah, that's it, January 2021. And then then started my business a little later that year, I believe. Yeah, it was at the uh -huh. end of 2021. And yeah. that's the coaching business, right? Yeah, that was the coaching business. I, I was, you know, I really loved, one of the things that I that I found was in that experience, in those three or four years where I was working on staff and as a personal development trainer, business development manager, I found that I really found a lot of satisfaction and, and joy helping other people succeed. Yeah, I have people, for example, I have people who started off as Uber drivers and now and in their first year, they make one hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I thought, OK, I, I love that. I, I'm so proud of people like that. And those are the people who call me their mentor. And I and I'm so proud of, of that. And I thought, you know what, if I'm going to do any business, it's got to be something along the same line, because I just love seeing other people succeed. I, I love seeing them succeed more than the actual business we were in. You know, we were. I was a financial. I was a licensed financial advisor. Still am. Still yeah. a licensed financial advisor, and and we were in that industry. But I enjoyed helping people become successful more than that area, more than you know, doing financial advisor work. So, actually, yeah. Mark, can you tell That's a little me. bit the, the listeners and the viewers um, sure. a little bit on how you got into coaching? Like, how specifically you went? Like, okay, I need to pack my yeah. notes into an actual offer that I can sell to some. To somebody, right? Get price, right? A bit about it. 
Well, the, the whole coaching thing was way back even when I was uh, when I was in high school. I, I used to coach when I was in high school. I coached our uh, men's volleyball team. I coached some junior junior girls basketball teams. I used to ref. So being I always thought that I was going to be uh, a coach or a phys ed teacher um, in, in high school or college. Right. That's what I thought I was going to be. Uh, so I loved I loved helping people and, and showing them that stuff. So when this came along, you know, um, at the time, you know, and, and I wanted to come up with a business, I really felt that that's really my thing. I want to do something that I really love yeah. and that I will find a lot of satisfaction that I have that gives me meaning. You know, it's significant to me because it's meaningful for me. So, what you know, what did I what did I think of? Like, what was that all about? Like what you're asking and. I actually went through um, a really difficult process of trying to figure out who I was. When I retired, I was a pastor for 30 years. I didn't know what I, who I was. I didn't know what was I going to do from then. Now that that has stopped, where what am I supposed to do? So I went through this process of discovering my purpose. I discovered, you know, I, I, it was a hit and miss. I was trying everything, reading everything, watching everything on YouTube, reading as many books as I can, doing stuff that I, you know, connecting with whatever, whatever uh, conference or whatever, and trying to, you're trying to figure that out. What am I supposed to do? And in, from my perspective as a, as a, you know, as a Christian man, you know, it was like, God, what do you, what you, you told me you wanted me to stop. Okay. Step down. So I did that. You said you had a different vision for me, but what the heck is that? You're not telling that. To me, <laughs> yeah. Right? I have no clue. So I'm kind of stepping out in faith, literally stepping out in faith and taking the risk. And that process that I went through is what I teach in my coaching. That's actually the foundation of what I teach in my co in my my coaching business. Yeah. Is the very first thing we go through is to understand what is your purpose, to discover what that is, and it's really and it really is that. It's not me telling you what your purpose is. It's you yeah. discovering what that is, and I use the experience that I had to discover my own purpose mm -hmm. to be able to help other people go through the same steps. Brother, that, that's awesome. And and actually, because I guess that a lot of people that maybe now or maybe later or years down the road, when they actually come and listen to this podcast, yeah. they are going to be wondering. Some of them are going to be actual coaches and maybe they're just getting started or they, or they have that drive that yeah. maybe I know that you currently have because, I mean, I know you and we have like calls every week. So I know that you, current, you still have the drive. But for people that are maybe just starting and specifically in the coaching space and they are like, hey, man, like, I love this, but I don't know how to go about it. Or I feel insecure. Or maybe what, what would be your advice to these people that are just getting started in the coaching space? And and one single tip of advice that you would have to them in order for them to stick for the long run, right? Because I mean, I have yeah. also been in the coaching space for a while, and for sure, for sure I actually know that the problem, of, uh, for at least in my opinion, that most people have is that they change niche every other every other month. Right. You right. Maybe just get started into what the 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 thing that the first mentor or them says do. They just stick do, doing that. And of course, everybody's doing the same stuff over there. So they get no differentiation differentiation in the market. Right. But specifically from your point of view, what would be your advice for, for maybe more beginner coaches that want to, to have that breakthrough or, or that drive for the long run? The main thing, the main thing I would say is you have to know going back to your purpose. You have to know who you are. Now, when I say purpose, what what do I mean by that? It's not just it's not just looking for okay who can i who who could be my customers who could you know who could i sell this to it's not just about that you actually need to start with yourself you need to start with your personality because this this is basically 
my formula for for discovering your purpose you need to know your personality you need to know your what your what your joys are what what is it that make, really makes you happy and then what you know what is your passion right and and take into consideration your experience now with all of that together you bring that together what i like what i like to do is we use that to create a very common thing that's in the coaching space which is like a transformational mission statement or transformational marketing statement right because here's how you want to help because there's no point on doing something that you don't really love if you don't really love what you're doing then you're going to basically you're going to basically burn out later on because you don't love it. You don't you don't love it enough to make the sacrifices. You don't love it enough to work hard. You don't love it enough to to pay the price for that. Right now, at the same time, once you figure that out, once you figure out what you were made to do, you'll you'll also understand who you were made to do it for, who you were made to serve. And that's the second most important question to figure out. The first question is, you know, who am I made? You know, what am I made for? What's my purpose? But the second most important question is, who am, who am I made to help? Who, how does my purpose and my passion, my joy, what I can do, my experience and skills, who can I help that? Because it's all about loving what you do and doing what you love for the people that love what you do. So you want to do what you love for the people who love what you do. Yeah. Right. Because and you find them, go find the people that love what you do and then make them your clients, make them your customers because they love what you're then you get to do the thing you love. Right. And that that's just that just brings you joy and that that makes Absolutely. gives you meaning yeah. and significance. Right. And that's the beauty about the coaching. I mean, ab about the about the coaching industry as a whole. Right. Because yeah. something that happens with specifically coaching is that you are able to, first of all, live completely from something that you are like you were saying before passionate about yeah. but most importantly it is that you can your whole work and your whole uh, entire business model is around delivering a transformation to somebody yes that transformation that transformation is going to be dependent on for example if you're a business coach getting somebody from let's say zero dollars not knowing what to do to 10 or 15k per month for example right or it could be hey i will help uh, helping others uh, save more time per week for in order for them to spend spend time with your family, etc. That's yeah. the beauty about the coaching model. Aside from something that may happen on the, for example, agency space where you don't quote unquote deliver a transformation per se, you just deliver services that ultimately drive the transformation. But yeah. you, I mean, what I'm trying to say is that in the coaching space, you fundamentally change the client, and that's something that is beautiful about it. Um, but another thing, because of course. Uh, not, not only right now, but for the other episodes that we end up having, I want people to also um, share with the world some of the actual struggles, right? Because I know that it's super common to simply yeah. talk about the good stuff and uh, shiny things, but it's also yeah. important to acknowledge some of the different struggles that maybe you or you, you notice in, the, in your space happens, right? So yeah. for you specifically, Mark, like what, what are some of the things that you wish people were prepared for whenever they are starting a coaching business? That maybe once they go over them, you go like, "Wow, this is that thing that that guy Mark once said on a on a on a yeah. podcast," and I want to know. I mean, I, I'm 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 happy that I was able to hear that. Like, what would that yeah. be? Yeah. Well, I can I I think I'll answer that on a couple of different levels. On one level, like I have coaching my coaching clients, for example, um, one of the struggles I see with them is trying to juggle too much, trying to you know 
have they have competing time demands they have family they have there's a lot of them most of them in fact are working full-time in other jobs or have a, another business or something like that yeah. and just being able to juggle all of that that's something i help them with and developing a rhythm for that kind of like um you know kind of like uh what's called uh you know um daily you know daily method of operation basically yeah. and trying to figure that out with their own life making sure they get enough sleep you know making sure they, <laughs> yeah. they have the self-care because yeah. some of the, the people that i that i've been coaching they they're really overextending themselves and they they're sometimes on the verge of burnout because they're not balancing things out they're trying to do too many things in their life so they need to learn how to how to do that how can you build a business on the side which hopefully eventually will become a full-time thing but how can you build that on the side without compromising anything else without compromising your values your integrity but also your health your relationships and your other job right you, you don't want any of those to suffer so that's one area i see people struggling with and i i get it because i i i was a, an extremely busy person at one at one point in my as a pastor i didn't even know what day it was i had to have my secretary tell me what day <laughs> no i way, didn't know what day i'd go to the office and i i arrive and i go what day is it today? I, I, then I'll know what to, what we're supposed to do. Yeah. So that's how busy it was. And and I was teaching a lot. I was doing a lot of training and that kind of thing. So everything ran into others. So I know what that's like, you know, to try to figure out what your priorities are and figure that out. Sure, sure, 100%. From, from, my, from my perspective, from this angle where, where like my personal struggles, I would say, and you and I have talked about this, has been... You know, one of the struggles for someone like me, and I'm sure we have a lot of people who are watch who will watch this, who are also in, in the same way is I'm I'm um, I I like a lot of things or I, I like I know a lot about a th about things and I can I can research and find out if I don't. And I have a lot of interests and I want to help a lot of people. And I would say my personal struggle would be to really find out who, who it is my target market is, who it is I really want to help, yeah. right? And that's, you know, we've been talking about that. That's been something that I've had to deal with where it's like, should I deal with Christians? Should I deal with anyone? Because I started out with just anybody. Didn't matter if you wanted to, you know, start a business. I wanted to help you with that. Yeah. Uh, but then, I, you know, I found as I went along there, I found like, you know, I wasn't that passionate about that stuff. I wanted, I wanted to do something else. I was still passionate about helping people succeed, but you know, you want to, you want to focus the target, the sharper, the target is the sharper your, your spear or your sword is going to be where you're going to hit that target. And so you, you know, I find that I'm, I'm probably going through that process of really, that's why I've defined my clients to be Christians because it's like, I share a value with that, right? I can assume yeah. certain things. That doesn't mean that I don't like people who don't believe the same way I do. I'd help anybody, to be honest with you. And I have. I, my clients are not all Christians. But I found that I really, I speak from that perspective. And my references are from that perspective. And so sometimes, for example, sometimes in my teaching, I'll quote the Bible. And it's like, I don't want to have to deal with, with somebody objecting to that. Yeah. Um, when I find when I feel I find it's going to be helpful. So I've had to really, you know, narrow my niche down even more so, you know, and, and go that way as well. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, and I would say that, that's something that they would have someone would have to go through. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Actually, that's something that at every level, not only for people that are just getting started and, and also 
at every level and in every business, right? Something that I notice that happens a lot is people wanting to help. I mean, we all know how important it is to actually niche down because if you are talking to everybody, you are really talking to nobody, right? Because nobody actually sure. feels understood by your message. Absolutely, yeah. But even if so, even if everybody knows it, nobody actually applies it in practice, right? Everybody says like, uh, <laughs> "Yeah, um, I, I niche down, and my, my 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 ideal avatar is people, right?" It's like what, like that's, that's not that's not true, man. Like you yeah. you actually to niche down, right? And I also want to just to to add a little bit to what you just said. Uh, one of the biggest things, and even for myself, I I need to to be fully transparent with this, is that it's important to actually focus. And I mean, the biggest struggle that a lot of people have is actually sitting down for one year or two years, helping one ideal target audience or one avatar, solve yeah. one only type of problem through yeah. one unique way and boom, that's it. Mm -hmm. But what happens that maybe people get started and they don't see results in two weeks. So they say, oh, it's the, the, the reason why I'm not making money is my niche. When in reality, there is a whole bunch of skills it's outside of just the niche and outside of just starting the business that need to be actually understood in order to get the results. And people, yeah. I believe that before they get started, they get sold into these super quick schemes of, hey, let me help you get rich in, in one year. Or, hey, let me get you to 10K in 30 days. Like if, I mean, I'm not saying that it's not possible. I'm just saying that when you actually try to help others and when somebody's interested in starting a business, yeah. it's important to know that this is not something that you're going to get right off the bat because otherwise, People, everybody will be rich. Like how many people have yeah. started a business for maybe two, three, four, five years, and sure. maybe they have never had work one uh their a uh, one ten k month, right? So, I think that definitely, and and the and the fastest way to actually get there is by actually first of all developing the entrepreneur behind of of the business so that you can actually have the skills and the knowledge needed to actually get there, and then mm -hmm. actually be uh, have enough focus so that you can actually stick. For long period, I mean, literally, people don't understand how much time I'm talking about. It could be like for literally years in order to get there, but you will get there if you don't give up. That's, That's mostly right. what I wanted to add. Yeah. And yeah, brother, just to basically start wrapping this up, um, I wanted to ask you, like, before we leave, what is one thing that, I mean, I, I hope that you can come to the podcast again, maybe some weeks or some years from now again. But even if this was the last time that the last message somebody heard from you, and this is the thing that you want this people, this person to understand, what would you like to tell this person? Oh my gosh! Wow, so much, so much. Yeah. I tell you what I'm. What I'm very <laughs> well, I'll be, I'll be very, I'll be very honest. I'll be very raw, honest in a very raw way. There's a couple of things. Yeah. One, you know, one as a Christian, I will, I will tell you this: that there's nothing, there's no one like Jesus Christ. There's no one like Him, and. If I had if I had the privilege of introducing anyone to that to him, and that is without all of the religious superstructure, and I'm not talking about the religion that was built around him. I'm talking about, you know, I'm not talking about Catholics or Protestants or anything like that. I'm talking about who he is and being able to introduce people to him. That would be my greatest privilege. And I find that there is no substitute. We all we always 
like to substitute what would give us identity, what gives us meaning, what gives us peace, what gives us satisfaction. And some of us, we, we think our business will do that as, you know, if we only think, oh, if I can only have a profitable month, if only I can have, you know, uh, you know, five $10,000 months or five $20,000 months, that would be great. If I can make $100,000 and the, then I'd be, I'd have peace of mind. I'd be able to take care of my bills and do that. But the reality is I know people like that. I know tons. I literally know at least two or three dozen people who are making more than $100,000 a year. I know them as friends. I know them as business partners and that kind of thing. And no, no, that's not what it is. You actually get more problems. I know, I know people, you know what? I know people who, who were, I don't know if you have this in your country, uh, bro, but um, consumer proposal is just short of a bankruptcy. You know? yes. yeah, yeah. It's like the layman's version of a bankruptcy, right? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know people who've actually made it in the business that we're in. They've made $100,000 or more. And at the end of the year, they got in trouble and they had to file consumer proposal, even though they made a hundred grand, even though they made a six figure year. Yeah. And it's like, what happened? What happened? You know, those kinds of things. It's great to make money. I feel good when I'm making money for sure. And I'm able to pay my bills, but that's not going to give you peace. And that's not going to give me a sense of security at all. You know, sure. you need something greater than that. There's nothing greater than that personal relationship with Christ. Now, outside of that, from the quote unquote spiritual stuff of it, I would say that if you dismiss that part of what I'm talking about, if, if that's irrelevant to you, to the people who are watching this. Yeah. What will be relevant to you is this. The, the, uh, the second most important thing that I could tell you is to discover your purpose. Find out what you were made. Whether you believe in God or not, you were made, you were created by him for something. And all of that is, it's about your personality. It's about what brings you joy. It's, it's your passion. It's your experience. It's the skills that you've earned throughout it's even the it's even the crap that you went through you know when you were younger yeah. you know and and all of that that's all part of it that has shaped you to be a a specific way and you are designed to make an impact in the world in a unique way so don't try don't don't follow the herd don't be part of the crowd stand out be unique i i have a very really quick uh sermon i used to preach way back when really easy dream big Act now, stand out, and hang on. That's it. That's it, man. <laughs> That's it. it. You want to feel fulfilled in your life? Dream big, but act now. Do something about it. And when you do something about it, don't be like everybody else. Stand out. And then when it gets tough, hang on, man. Hang on. Oh, no. At the end, I, I, I added this at the end. I never, I never actually <laughs> preached this. But at the end, look up. When you're feeling down, look up. Because he's there right. for you. He believes in you even if you don't. Brother. I love that, man. I love that. And I think that there's no better way for, for, for us and for me specifically right now to, to get started into this new aspect or new part or new section, let's say, of the podcast. Because, well, you also know me. I'm also a Christian man of faith. And I mean, I think that it's impossible for to have a better kickoff to this entire journey than with you, brother. And oh, from the bottom of my you. heart, I want to really say, again, I don't know how big or how small or whatever it ends up happening with this podcast. Or with my YouTube channel, or with my entire uh, career, or my entire life, at least the podcast, and at least this uh, me trying to spread the message and try to get some people to to listen to me and listen to the ideas that we have to share. I owe that to this guy that you are seeing over here, 
uh, that is 55 years old, even if he doesn't <laughs> appear to. <laughs> and yeah, the, uh, he, I mean, for some, for some people listening, uh, he's actually, or he has been a client of mine, but I'm really proud to actually call him a friend nowadays. And yeah, man, I'm great, internally grateful for that. And yeah, man, I think that, that will be pretty much for today. I will stop recording and stick with me just for five minutes at the end, okay? You bet. Awesome, my man. Just a Thank second. you. Thank you, bro. Appreciate it. Thank you, brother.